This episode is brought to you by Fleximize, a multi-award winning digital business lender dedicated to providing UK SMEs with flexible finance done properly. Connor Chaplin sets it switch on their way. Cameron Burgess is 2-0. It's brought in. It's 2-1. It's saved by Walton. Incredible scenes here in front of the Sir Bobby Robson stand. Championship bound Ipswich Town. Hello everybody, welcome along to the official Ipswich Town podcast with me, Aaron Paul. Great to be back with you this week and what a treat we've got in store on this episode as goalkeeper Vatslav Ladke joins us after what's been a busy, exciting week on pitch for the football club. We're going to go for an in-depth chat we're going to hear about his career, his time here at Towns, moving all over the place, plus what he likes to get up to in his spare time, as well as your important questions and those five big tracks that are on his playlist. So stay tuned for it. Václav Hadke is our guest here on the official Ipswich Town podcast. Vaz, thanks for joining us here on the official club podcast. What a start to the season. Well, yeah, not bad. I agree with you. Uh, it's been a hell of a good start from all of us. And I'm not going to lie, we are all enjoying this. Are you? Yeah, I am. I'm really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's, uh, it's not it's not just based on, you know, some luck or, or some promotion momentum. But I think it's based on the hard work and... and it's not a phrase. I think it's a it's a true, and and we all enjoy it. A lot of our supporters won't know much about you, um, so I'm gonna ask you an easy question to start. They say that goalkeepers are crazy. Are you crazy? Not at all. I'm a nice guy. I think. Well, they used to say you can be you can be a nice guy. You can also be a bit crazy as well. No, I'm not that person who are uh, like as soon as he gets on the pitch, he you know go crazy and be like you know. Like an animal on a, on a pitch. No, I'm not that. I'm, I try to keep myself calm and 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 uh, be focused on on myself on my performance. Tell us about growing up, growing up in the Czech Republic, and and how you became a goalkeeper. Because there's this old-fashioned sort of tale that people go on about, which is when you know you are maybe you're the youngest of a group playing football. You're just chucked in goal, or or you're someone's little brother. You're chucked in goal. How did you end up becoming a goalkeeper? The B is right, actually. I've yep. got older brother. He's six more than me. Um, and obviously, as soon as I start to walk, and he tried to, you know, put me between the trees and, and kick the ball on me. So that was my start. And probably the, the passion of the goalkeeping starts over there, yeah. What was it like growing up then in, in the Czech Republic, growing up and, and playing football? What's, how different is it to, to growing up in Britain? I don't know how is it growing up in Britain, um, but yeah, I've got nice childhood. Obviously, my older brother uh, started football early five, I would say, um, and yeah, uh, it was really enjoyable. And and it was basically you know school and then football, nothing else really. So yeah, uh, that was me at that time. So I can imagine little Vaz in goal. Football's being pelted at you. So you grew up, you play for a school team, local team. How does it work there? Yeah, uh, first of all, uh, obviously, a local team. 
called uh, uh, Sparta Brno, which is uh, my my born city. Uh, and then yeah, until 14, 15, I was kind of like swapped the positions uh, between the goalkeeper and and uh, and uh, striker. Uh, and when when national team, I think it was under 16, came and said, "Listen, um, you have to decide what you're gonna be. You wanna be goalkeeper or you wanna be striker." So then, yeah, I have decided to be to be to be goalkeeper. Yeah. What? Why? Because obviously, uh, it wasn't switching between the positions like fifty-fifty. It was like kind of eighty to twenty. Um, so the goalkeeper was always the the most popular position for me. Um, and obviously, I started you know look up the the, the big goalkeepers as well. So. That was like my my base position. So you're you're just a little bit older than me. So tell me, I mean, the goalkeepers I think of that era. If you think from from Europe, you look at Pitch Michael, Oliver Kahn, uh, Francesca Toldo, players like that, Angelo Peruzzi. Who, who did you look up to? Yeah, all all those names. Uh, we've got one big name, uh, which probably you don't know. Uh, he calls uh, Peter Koba. Which he was in the national team in 1996 in a Euro in here mm-hmm. in, uh, in, a, in England, and we went to the final. We lost uh, against Germany, so he was my uh, he was my role model, uh, and they used to call me uh, after him. Uh, and obviously, when Peter Cech, you know, uh, become a, a big goalkeeper, went to Chelsea, then it was it was him. It's a shame because someone as good as Yadimir Blazic didn't get a chance to either, did he? Because Peter Cech was so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, no doubt about that because he is uh, one of the, I would say, maybe the best one in the in, in the history of Premier League in terms of you know clean sheets, uh, appearances, and, and and performances. So, yeah, is a is a is a big name. But when you look at your career growing up realizing that you want to be a professional was having Petr check in the line like was it good because you had someone to look up to was it pressure did you always think you know I, i'm i'm always going to be compared because i am check as well and people always going to say oh look Petr check was there how, how did you take it it wasn't pressure at all because uh, obviously i was i was pretty good at my at my early 15 16 was until 21, I was in the national team, uh, so playing well, um, and always played with uh, two years older, older uh, teammates. Uh, so it wasn't pressure; it was it was uh, quite joy, uh, a pure joy for me. And obviously, when you when you become a senior player, uh, then it's it's hard to get your position as a goalkeeper, as a young goalkeeper. Um, so then it started to be like, right, I'm 20, 21, I, I should play already as a number one. So at that age, it was a bit sometimes frustrated and sometimes hard, obviously. Uh, but this is what it is. Uh, this is the goalkeeper career and you have to go through the difficulties. Um, and yeah, uh, and that was that was my start of the senior play. It feels like everyone in this team... This Ipswich team has their own unique story of how they've come to play in this squad now. 
the, the journey, everyone's journey is unique. How does someone go from the Czech Republic to St. Mirren? Uh, it's a very strange move, isn't it? Yeah, it is uh, at some point. But it was quite smooth and quite easy because obviously I was, uh, I think it was a six months to uh, my contract will expire at that time uh, in, in my you know, country. Uh, and my friend at that time, my friend, then he became my manager, my agent, uh, just called me and said, listen, uh, there is a team from the Scotland who are really keen to join uh, uh, or really keen to sign you. And then, yeah, I was straight away, yeah, 100%, because it was a great platform to, you know, show yourself. Uh, in Did you know much about St. Mary? No, Did you know much about Scotland? No, not at all. Well, about Scotland, yeah, but not about the St. Mirren. Uh, I had to ask twice about the name of the team because I heard it first time. Uh, but yeah, we we flew to Scotland over the Christmas time twice or three times, uh, and yeah, we uh, it was a quite enjoyable because obviously they were so keen to sign me, and and obviously it was a Boxing Day game and and twenty ninth game, so uh, they were like we really need you and as soon as possible I was like listen I've got two weeks already off in my country and, and we've got Christmas we used to you know eat a lot and I'm not ready to play <laughs> so it was kind of like nice but strange for me but I knew straight away I, I want to go it was freezing wasn't it wow that was mental freezing because it was actually it was like I think they've got five days off, some like before the Christmas, and then at the training ground there was nobody, and it was like not really nice training ground. So when you're not heating in there like for five days, it, you you just like you know get freeze in there. So it was like mental, but yeah, uh, even that I was I was quite yeah excited to to sign them. Got quite a few Scottish influences at this football club. Did you learn any Scottish phrases while you're there? Uh, well, it was hard. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was obviously I, 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 I learned English back home in the school, uh, but when you when you come to the Scotland, it's it's totally different. Um, and I was struggled. Uh, we just hire uh, a teacher with my wife and. Uh, we just try to to get into us as quick as possible. How do you do that? I'm I'm amazed because I mean footballers have these moves where they'll pack their life up and they'll just disappear for six months and they'll they'll, they'll go and work somewhere. I could never understand how you can do that coming from a foreign country, someone you you do not know, someone that's freezing, bit miserable. You probably can't understand what people are saying, not because of the language, but because of the accent. What was your first day like? First day after I signed, yeah. Obviously, morning session, uh, and then we started to looking for the the apartment. It was just by me and and my agent uh, and somebody from the club. Obviously, my wife uh, was still at the time at home, working. Uh, and yeah, living in a hotel. Um, yeah, that was a funny because uh, when I said we went three times over the Christmas to the Scotland, 
uh, and we made a deal. Then I flew back, sit in my car, and drive to the Scotland. So it was like 20, 23 hours driving, and because I, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, it's hard. It's gonna be hard time for me, like mm. in a new, new country, new city, and and don't know anybody. So I need just like my car to be like, you know. Uh, get all over the apartments and, and go to the training ground. I want to be like a bit, you know, and um, independent. So it was a, it was a, it was a hard, but yeah, paid off. You seem like someone who who enjoys a challenge, who enjoys challenging yourself as well. You don't mind being put in a difficult situation because you want to see how you get out of it. Not at all. Yeah, I, I, I would say I, I love it because. The base was the football, and I'm gonna say my wife always supported me with with my football career, and and we we knew that if something come up, we wanna grab it and and use it because uh, it was a great opportunity to to move abroad and and you know uh, know the uh, the new culture and. And obviously learn a ling- um, language as well, um, but yeah, uh, I like the like the challenges. Did you pick up any slang at all, Scottish slang? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it is funny. Go and uh, give us some. No, come no, on. No, no, no. It, it, it will sounds horrible. I think no. It is quite funny because uh, I like listening, but I'm not talking with the accent. I'm just trying to do my best. So you go from St. Mirren mm-hmm. to Salford City and the Sky Sports cameras everywhere, I presume. Obviously, everyone knows about their story. Um, must be a big difference going from Scotland to, to somewhere like Manchester, which is a real vibrant place, a cool place to live. Well, Glasgow is a is a brilliant place to live as well. Uh, we used to love it. Uh, we used to live there over eighteen months, and even if it was uh, COVID, the last six months was COVID. Uh, even though it was it was a brilliant, uh, but yeah, moving to Manchester was enjoyable as well. Uh, as I said, we we love challenges and and. Uh, Moving abroad from one city to another was was another one, and uh, and it was uh, exciting by the football as well, because you know Salford has a huge a huge ambitions, and it was like another step we we did, and and we we wanted to enjoy it again. Did you enjoy your time there, at yeah. Salford? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it was COVID, uh, but. It was still enjoyable. The stadium was uh, empty, and and the the you know training day was a bit different in terms of like uh, you know uh, the testing and and stuff like that. So it wasn't the enjoyable part, but but the football was was nice. Yeah. Tell us about how the move to Ipswich came about. I spent one season in Salford. Uh, Unfortunately, we we didn't reach the the playoff spot, which was uh, a, a big goal for us. So uh, it was a bit disappointed. But 
from my point of view, it was a good season. Uh, uh, I won the golden golden glove uh, um, and did well, to be fair. Went to the went to the holiday. Uh, obviously, uh, my little one was born in Manchester, so we we have to s- we had to stay like three four weeks more to get the, all the paperwork and then uh, drive home. And we we did li- really look forward for for the holiday because obviously a new baby and and family was excited as well. Uh, they they couldn't be uh, in because of the COVID so it was kind of like uh, manage the situation and eventually we, we get home it was a nice holiday uh, and on the end of the holiday got the phone call from my agent said that, that Ipswich is desperate to sign you uh, and it was like one or two days before uh, I sit in the car and drive back to to the Manchester so we just meet on the way in the Prague, have a quick coffee, uh, talking about that, and and then I, I, I drove to the to the Manchester, and, and during that journey, the deal was done. Did you know straight away that you wanted to join this football club? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. What, what did you know about Ipswich before? Game? Uh, massive club, uh, new owners, uh, new management, uh, huge ambitions, massive fan base. Uh, Pretty much everything was like on the top, obviously. Uh, at the time, league a team in the League One, uh, which which wasn't you know um, in a good, the, the club wasn't in a good position. But the ambitions and, and and all these changes was so excited. So yeah, I knew it straight away. When you told your wife that a move to Ipswich may be happening, was she like, oh no? moving again, packing again. And of course, you just had a baby as well. So yeah. logistically, more upheaval. Yeah, uh, it wasn't easy because uh, my wife just fall in love with, with Didsbury, which is part of the South Manchester. And obviously, Arthur was burned there. And, and I don't know if you have a kid, but for the women is even harder to like be um, she just want to be you know like on a proper place settled settled yeah. calm down and and you know make the habit in the in the house and and do the things like enjoy the the maternity basically so she wasn't happy but we <laughs> eventually uh made the decision and is she enjoying Ipswich now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we settled after two years, so yeah. Tell me about the Ipswich you find when you come here, when you walk in. Again, first day of training, very different to St Mirren and, and being freezing cold. This is a, a massive football club. And, and was the ambition there from day one? Uh, my ambition or For, from the club was it, did you yeah. did you walk in and say right yeah. this is a club that yeah. wants to go places yeah the ambition was there no doubt about but uh, it was so many new players you know at the training ground and uh, all was like a, a, a bit rush you, you could feel it around you it was like nobody knows what what we're doing there were no players like you know senior players who like 
warm welcome you and say listen there is a kitchen there is a that thing that thing you know and and you know feel feel free to ask me anything and and was it like starting a new school exactly yeah so it was kind of like uh strange at the at that way but when you're at school you slowly gravitate towards people you slowly make your way towards people who did you make your way towards who did you buddy up with mm, obviously thomas holly was here yeah. so uh he was my buddy uh very tall buddy uh yeah i would say so <laughs> <laughs> and actually it was the first time i met him at training ground because we know each other but not personally and i went to the training ground and he went just against me i was like bloody hell i would look up him it's like not no chance mate you you can't be like tall like that <laughs> i was surprised um but yeah he was the body who, who looked after me yeah was it nice having someone yeah as, i mean look i'm gonna come on to the goalkeepers union in a minute but was it nice having someone to train with to have a bit of lunch with to to sort of bed you in yeah for sure obviously uh if you ask anybody uh who made some move uh first thing if you have you know some somebody from your country is a is a best positive you can you can get so yeah definitely we talked about you and challenges you came in and there's so much jostling for the number one shirt for for who's who's going to going to be the number the number one for, for for the club tell me about your journey in in your first season here in getting promoted in challenging the goalkeepers that have been here uh yeah as i said it, when i first time came to the training ground and and tried to settle uh and all those things you know with the moving uh, i've got a wife in the manchester uh in the manchester with a little baby and and trying to travel between the manchester and ipswich so many times in month period i would say uh during the pre-season try to get some house for them and so it was like a rush term i would say uh and then we started started the season not well uh didn't win in first five and from my point of view i didn't play well as well um so on the last day of the transfer window uh the manager just decided to to bring the christian in uh so that was a hard time for me i'm i'm not going to lie and and i had to deal with because obviously I, i i came in as a number one and all of a sudden uh, after five games you you've been dropped so it wasn't easy how hard is that to take how do you build on something like that how do you reflect on that do you go home does it does it sit with you a lot because look if you're dropped as a striker you've got a chance if you're playing a 4-4-2 to come in next week if you're dropped as a midfielder you've got a chance maybe in midweek to come in as a goalkeeper and we're learning right now in the national media with Ramsdale and Ryan. I want to get your take on that in a minute. Um it's hard to win your spot back. You've got to work hard and work hard and work hard and hope that you maybe get an opportunity. You just said it all I want to say. Uh it is hard and it was hard for me. Uh I remember I went home uh call my wife uh to the Manchester at that time. Uh and I was so upset so upset and she was upset to don't 
move, obviously, for Manchester. So that was a mix of things not going well. Um, and yeah. Uh, was well, it harder for you because you were on your own at the time? It was. And it was hard, even harder for me because I've decided to move my family. And, and after a month, uh, I got dropped and... and I have to explain to my wife why we're moving then if you're not playing in here. So it was a, it was a hard year. But things obviously get better, don't they? Yeah. How did things get better for you? Uh, the things get better after, after Kieran McKenna came in to the club with his management, his, his staff of, of coaches and, and, since that point, all the culture, I mean the proper culture of the club and, and training ground and, and, and dressing room has changed completely and becomes a really enjoyable environment uh, to come every day and, and work hard, obviously for yourself, but for the, for the teammates, for the manager. Uh, and for, for obviously for the for the fans and for the club, but first and foremost, you have to find that environment in the training ground because that's the most important. That makes you happy. That makes you feel comfortable to come in, in every day and and put the hard work and uh, yeah. So that changed a lot. I feel like the goalkeepers' union. It's a very British thing. We always talk about it, how goalkeepers, no matter what the situation, everyone's all mates and everyone gets on with each other. And, you know, sometimes you'll watch on TV a game where the two teams are lining up in the tunnel, everyone's staring straight, but the goalkeepers are saying hello to each other. It feels like you're kind of like your own unique your unique group, your own your unique band of brothers. What's the goalkeeping union like here with yourself, with Christian, with Kieran and with, with Rene as well? Yeah, uh, it's not... Uh just about the f- those four four keepers, uh, we've got plenty of keepers in the academy, in the, in the, uh, uh, team on the twenty threes, and we all training together. I would say like in five, six, sometimes seven goalkeepers. So it's all about uh, us. Uh, and yeah, uh, listen, it's it's a small bunch of of people trying to to get one jersey so at some point it is really competitive 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 group but in the same way it has to be some kind of friendship because uh if you're not playing you have to support to the other 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 keeper so that's the part of the job and you have to deal with that's that's simple as that I mean, we can move now on to something that's going on in the wider world of football with the Ramsdale Raya situation. I'm really interested to to get a yeah. goalkeeper's take on it because Aaron Ramsdale has been fantastic mm. for, for Arsenal. Mm. David Raya's come in. I think everyone knows. You know, if you're signing a goalkeeper like David Raya, he's coming to to go for the number one shirt. Obviously, Ramsdale's come out, but a lot of a lot of talk in the press about Aaron Ramsdale about David Raya but there's a fantastic save he made in in the London, North London derby David Raya and you see Aaron Ramsdale standing up on the bench you know clapping his hands 
do you have that kind of relationship? Is is that what goalkeepers are all about? Again, you talk about supporting each other and, and pushing each other. Do you have to kind of sometimes sit back and go, right, he's playing ahead of me. I've got to back him now. Yeah, you have to. Obviously, you have to. And no matter how you show it, if you're clapping your hands or if you do it like in the backstage, like uh, support him, doesn't really matter. Some, um, and, um, uh, you know, everyone is different and uh, it is just, you know, there, there's always competition and, uh, and no matter what, you're part of the team and uh, if team's doing well, you you can uh, uh, you can at some point you can get to the position where, for example, my position. If I was if I would be last season, and we didn't get promoted at some point, I wouldn't play championship now. So you know that 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 reflect that we all on the same page, and and if you work hard, you get rewards no matter what. How have you enjoyed the start of the season personally? Um, we've scored some fantastic goals. You've you've made some excellent saves as well uh, along the way. And I mean, are you feeling the love from from the people behind you? I can feel the love uh, for all of us. Literally, uh, it's not a phrase. I, I literally feel the the tension of the stadium, the the love uh, of of every single person on the stadium that they coming to the stadium and really enjoy the time with us and that's something unique and uh, no matter what happened in that specific game they always back up us and, and we always looking for, for another one so that's something special and and we want to use it as much as we can. We've got to talk about the fact that Christian Walton's coming back into fitness soon he's, he's been out for a while um, how is that going to change things for you in terms of competition in terms of having to train harder in terms of having to hold on to the shirt wanting to hold on to the shirt yeah uh, there's no changes for me I'm going to do the same thing I did uh, last season and uh, I'm going to do the same thing I'm, I'm going this season so uh, I just want to perform as best I can and, and obviously I want to play I want to be number one so uh, I, I, I'll put all my effort to, to keep the shirt, shirt should we talk about some stuff that's a bit less serious now mm-hmm. yeah Tell us about Václav and what you get up to out of football. What do you enjoy doing? You say you've got a young family. Are you a movie watcher? Do you like walking about? Do you like shopping? What, what do you enjoy? Um, we used to love Discover, no matter what. If it's coffee shop, if it's uh, forests, or if it's New City, whatever. Uh, so with my wife, obviously. But since our little one came on this world, it becomes a bit difficult to discover. Uh, so we're just trying to, you know, uh, off the record survive. But uh, no, it's a brilliant time, but it's a different time. Uh, so we, we're just putting all our effort to him to be happy. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure when we, you know, when he's gonna be a little bit older, he can you know join us with our lifestyle again. Uh, have you got him training yet, Arthur? Of course. Yeah. Every single day, <laughs> I'm coming from the work, exhausted sometimes. He was like waiting for me with the ball in his hands, saying, "Daddy, go on a goal. We are going play." 
So yeah, uh, it's it started to love football, uh, and obviously uh, I took him uh, on walk off the tunnel as well before the game. So it was he was yeah he was excited. Is he looking like a player? Uh, he hasn't got the boots, the proper boots. Uh, so not really, but he's got his jersey, he's got his name, his number, he's got everything now. Yeah. No, I mean his technique. Is he looking like a good yeah, player? Yeah, he's a left-footed, uh, and I think he's going to be decent centre-half left-footed. Nice. Not yeah. a goalkeeper like his dad? Uh, obviously, he loves wear my gloves. He looks like Mickey Mouse with, with <laughs> my gloves. But if I would pick for him some other position... I wouldn't even pick goalkeeper because it's, I know how was it. Uh, I know how is it. And uh, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, and uh, I want him to be something a bit different than goalkeeper. So we talk to a lot of domestic-based players on, on this podcast who, who talk about life and just moving around the country and the fact that they have English or Scottish roots. How do you bring a touch of the Czech Republic to Ipswich with you? Is it through cooking? Is it through music? What, what is it? How have you and your wife brought that element and, and adapted it to, to Suffolk? It's a good question. I haven't been thinking about. Uh, but obviously, we're living in the 21st century, so uh, you can call by you know FaceTime to your family. You can feel it like so much close to them. So you're not... Uh, at that point, too far from your country. Um, but what we did bring... Uh, are, you, are, you, are you... I mean, tell us about Czech food. Do you eat a lot of Czech food? Are you, are you a good cook? Uh, yeah, we both cook. Uh, and we, we love Italian cuisine because um, we eat Czech cuisine just when we are at home and just a bit because it's a bit heavy. Mm. Uh, like I mean, like the proper Czech cuisine. Uh, so yeah, we we cooking all of the you know fancy fancy meals and. Yeah, What's your speciality? If I if 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 myself the production staff mm. we we're coming over for dinner to Vats's house, what what, what are we gonna mm. have? Uh, I would say it's gonna be a free course meal. Ooh. Uh, I would make pumpkin. Soup, and then some kind of pasta, because uh, we we love pasta with my wife. Um, probably seafood, you know, some shrimps, uh, uh, linguine, or we can pick something else. But yeah, that's going to be linguine, a bit spinach, uh, garlic, uh, lots of olive oil. Um, and then uh, my missus baked a lot. Yeah, and she's good at that, so she would prepare some something. Bring really it, good. bring it in sometime. Just bring it in, bring it All in. All right. Um, movies, music. Are you a movie buff? Do you enjoy films? What, are you are you a TV watcher? A lot of people are readers. They they don't enjoy watching films. Uh, I used to watch a lot of football in in the TV because I learned a lot uh, of it. Uh, but with my missus, we. Yeah, we we love series, but again, uh, Arthur going to the sleep to to the bed eight nine ish, and there is like a an hour after that, 
So we just, you know, probably not watching movies at the moment, just talk to each other, clean the house and get to the bed as well to get some rest. So uh it is a bit different now but yeah we used to we used to watch a lot very much a normal life yeah um tell me about the dressing room and, and the characters i mean you yourself have said that you're, you're quiet you sort of keep yourself to yourself how do you deal with some of the big voices in there it's funny yeah uh i like it obviously in every dressing room you have to have some you know big voices funny voices and and all those all those uh funny people uh but yeah as you said i'm i'm a bit like quiet and and more walking and 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 listening than than talking okay time for a quick break but let's hear now from our headline sponsor fleximize funding your business doesn't have to be complicated it doesn't have to take weeks it doesn't need to involve your bank at fleximize we believe there's a different way to do things We take the hassle out of finance, so you can get on with what you do best, running your business. Think of us as your trusty sidekick with the power to boost your business with fast, flexible loans built for you. Visit us at Fleximize.com or call our Ipswich office on 01473 208 108. Fleximize. Business finance done properly. We've got some fan questions for you. We've got some music-based questions. We'll have those later. Uh, but first up, AMAG has asked, favourite Save in the Town shirt? Hmm. Sunderland away this season, 100%. Tough game, wasn't it? Yeah, tough game. Uh, 13 minutes added on. Uh, 43,000 people against us. Uh, and yeah, uh, what a save on the end. There's one more football one here from Dean. I'm going to keep it as the last one because it's a very good question. Uh, Joshua's asked, who's the worst dressed in the dressing room? That's a good one. Uh, Yeah, I've got a few favourites. But the last day, George Edmondson came in with his shorts, big pockets and oversized T-shirt. That was a bit harsh. So, yeah. Who's the best? Who's the most suave person in the dressing room? Axel Tuanzabe looks decent. Yeah. Uh, me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Love it. Uh, Josh Norman's asked, favourite thing about Suffolk apart from the town of Ipswich? Woodbridge is a nice place to go, like for coffee and, and you know, there's a, obviously, uh, from my perspective, I'm a father, so I'm looking for some, you know, kids grounds and and parks and stuff like that but yeah nice uh jay bowen has asked what do you have for breakfast always uh porridge fruits honey uh or muesli and yogurt uh someone we think who knows you maybe a friend has asked it's called what their name's artemio yeah has asked how many espressos do you drink and do you like cake (laughs) uh i'll explain this Artemio is uh, my friend from the Glasgow. Uh, he runs the coffee shop. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he became a good friend of mine. And, yeah, well, I love coffee. Uh, so, uh, wake up at 7, uh, leaving house at 8. So, 
between that period, I'm always three or yeah, two or three, and then after lunch has to be some you know one or two another one. It's about quality though, isn't it? Of course, specialty coffee. Yeah. Not 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 everywhere. Just specialty coffee in certain places. What's your go-to at the moment? Uh, there is a good place in Ipswich called Applaud, which is a really good specialty coffee. Uh, and I spent a lot of money over the two years in there. So, <laughs> yeah. What is your go-to post-match snack or treat? Depends what time we play, uh, but usually if it's afternoon. Uh, we've got we've got a food uh, in the bus of the chef, uh, and it's usually some uh, pasta or, or we've got in the dressing already pizza. So it's a kind of like a quick food to get in to you know get some you know energy off it. Uh, and if it's night game, I'm not really hungry. Uh, so that's probably protein shake and loads of water. I mean, Fabio Wardley said that his post-fight meal is a Five Guys burger, and there's actually a clip of him in a fight no. just saying, are we getting a Five Guys afterwards? Really? Mid-fight, mid-fight, are we getting a Five Guys afterwards? Not for you? No, really, I'm, I'm like, uh, no, I, I, I'm not thinking about the food, I'm thinking about, you know, there's a adrenaline, there's a clips of the game and and I'm not hungry at all. It's all about the result, isn't it? Yeah. It's all about the result. Uh, Last football question and this is a great question from Dean. So thank you, Dean. How much does a clean sheet mean to you? Uh, A lot. Obviously, the most important thing is to get win uh, no matter what. But if it's win and clean sheet, that makes your day hell of a lot better uh, and it's a reward for all all team because it's not about the me it's not about the back four uh, in terms of how we play start up there and and you know strikers and wingers if they help us with the pressing then we have nothing to do so uh, it's a reward for 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 all team I can understand because when I play FIFA with my friend, if I don't keep a clean sheet, I get very upset. Yeah, yeah. Very upset. Yeah, I understand. And I rarely keep a clean sheet. I think I defend well, mm. but somehow he always, even if I'm five, six, seven nil up, mm. he'll always score a goal. And that's worse. Like, I don't care about the win. I just want the clean sheet. It's really important. That's the mentality of me, yeah. Yeah, just about that. We'll have that. Right, let's get on to the music section. Uh, we still have no name for this feature, and I think it's going to kind of rename. Uh, remain nameless I want to call it Elkham Baggett's Bangers but people aren't having it why just why not okay just why not it just goes off well doesn't it don't you think Elkham Baggett's Bangers if you say it go on no Elkham Baggett's Bangers right no yeah uh, yeah why not do you like music yeah a lot. yeah okay what, what's your kind of genre what do you go into all over the place yeah uh, there's no specific Okay, so we've got five music-based questions Mm -hmm. for you. We'd like your answer and a reason as to why you Mm -hmm. picked that song. Uh, So the first tune we'd like you you to pick is a song that gets you ready for a game. Uh, That's not just one song. I've got Match Day Day Playlist, uh, and I can go through it. Yeah, let's have a look, let's have a look, let's have a look. There's obviously loads of... uh, 
Czech songs, okay. which you probably don't know. But yeah, let's say I've got Frank Ocean, nice. Lost. I've got Drake, Nice for What. Um, I've got Jay-Z, a lot of from Jay-Z. Uh, obviously, Empire State of Mind. I've got Holy Grail, uh, some of 50 Cent. Yeah, and I've got always uh, as well Tina Turner, the best. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, give us a song that you love that not many people know. So this is your opportunity for the Czech music. Mm, yeah, th- there are loads of them, but it wouldn't be interested for the people who listen to this podcast because obviously you never know. they don't know. But I'm going for I'm going for Iruma. If you know it's a South Korean pianist. Okay. Uh and he's got songs named Flowers. And it's because you know when you have a wedding and all the people are there and you're staying in there as well, waiting for your wife, future wife, and that song play. So my wife picked that song and it's stuck in my head and always when we listen it, because it's not fancy, uh, it's, it's quite rare to hearing anywhere, so it's a good song. But it's it nice. hits a part of you yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, nice. Give us a song that makes you think me think yeah about anything anything now i'm going for czech songs uh i love rap uh czech rap and obviously there are plenty of them they talking about the uh the life journey and you know starting from the zero and 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 become a, a big star so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call just one but say these kind of you know songs and mostly in my language because I understand uh, the best give us a song that reminds you of Ipswich Town Football Club uh, that's gonna be the song when we're going out of the tunnel uh, is it insomnia? Faithless insomnia. Faithless insomnia. Yeah. And that's the funny because when we met with my missus 16, 17 years ago, he had it when somebody called her, he had it on, on, on the phone. <laughs> so that's what that was first time when we came out of the tunnel and, and I hear, hear the, the faithless. It was like, nah, that's not going to be true. So that's funny, yeah, but it was meant to be. Yeah. It was meant to be. The music's amazing, though, isn't it, on a match day? Yeah. I mean, after the game, the whole ground singing, everyone together, it's, it's so good. Yeah. So good. Um, and finally, a song that reminds you of Berno, a song that reminds you of home. All those 90s uh, Czech songs, uh, we've got plenty of them, and they're used to dancing in a party. Uh, you know, late night, uh, and again, I'm I'm not gonna for for one, uh, but there are like plenty of them we we used to love, and and when we celebrate with my friend some birthday or or I don't know 
somebody's son's birth. So then we used to play all those songs. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Really enjoyed having you on here. Yeah, thank you very much. I hope yeah, you've it was enjoyed enjoyable. it too. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing your story with us. Really appreciate it. Really enjoying watching what you're doing as well. By the way, got to talk about the League Cup. Premier League opponents coming back here. Going to be exciting, isn't it? Really excited, yeah. The Can't journey, wait. The journey continues. There you go. Vatslav, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. Now, before we head off, I've got to tell you about the Town Foundation's inaugural fundraising dinner. It's being held here at Portman Road on Thursday, the 9th of November in the Sir Bobby Robson Suite from half past six in the evening. Club CEO Mark Ashton will be in attendance as well as fellow Foundation trustees Connor Chaplin, Natasha Thomas and the legend that is Matt Holland, as well as the town boss, Kieran McKenna. You really, really don't want to be missing out on it tickets are available standard tables priced uh, for 800 pounds plus fat with individual tickets at 90 pounds plus fat there is a vip option as well by the way which includes a private reception david johnson mark ashton and kieran mckenna in and around the tunnel and first team dressing room here at the world famous portman road tickets available from the itfc ticket store or give us a call on 01473 400 580. We'll see you there.